This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Hey, welcome back to the show, everybody. This is A Soul's Journey. I'm Tom Jacobs from uh, tdjacobs.com and uh, located in real time, uh, in real space, <laughs> in uh, Tucson, Arizona at present. And um, tonight's show, I'm uh, it's, it's kind of interesting. All these different ideas have been uh, flowing through my mind, and, and there are certain ones I just didn't want to do for different reasons. And uh, and so uh, so my partner actually helped me kind of articulate things, and then uh, I felt kind of stupid. So she I gave her a piece of paper, and she made some notes for me, uh, kind of knowing how I think and where I might go with it. So so thank you very much to uh, Jillian Sheridan for helping me out today. <laughs> she gets a little producer credit today. Um, and uh, so, so it's called the show's called uh, "It's About Us," and I'm going to talk about synergistic healing, and that's kind of a broad topic. And you're thinking, well, what does that really mean? Um, but uh, one of the things I'm going to mention is about uh, Uranus having stationed in Aries yesterday, so it's stationed direct. So now it is direct after a five-month retrograde period, and uh, that is um, sitting there, basically almost sitting still at this point. It's a slow-moving planet and takes a little bit of time to get going again after reversing uh, direction, apparently. Uh, and and Mars in Libra uh, is approaching an opposition. And Mars in Libra, as you as you may know, uh, there's a lot of um, I don't know what is it. It's a lot of uh, interest, <laughs> a lot of juice, and sometimes perhaps even hype. I guess sometimes um, about Mars being in Libra for so long, and I, and I mentioned this on a recent recent show, uh, and having its retro period, uh, its uh, biannual retro period in Libra. So so it's basically in Libra until basically it is in Libra until the end of July. I think it's July 26th, uh, 2014. So um, so it will activate the Grand Cross with. Pluto in Capricorn opposing Jupiter in Cancer and Uranus in Aries opposing the Mars. So that's going to be a major theme over the next few months, uh, peaking, I'm told, in April. So um, so I'm going to talk about that a little bit, but I'm really going to talk about um, what healing is and how we help each other. So basically, I'm going to talk a little about my, my own experience, not like telling a lot of personal stories, but talking about my experience doing uh, evolutionary astrology counseling work, energy work, past life healing, chakra clearing, um, doing all that kind of stuff and how, you know, I guess another word for the, uh, I guess an also word to go with the synergistic healing is synchronistic uh, because we're doing it together, so synergistically, uh, but it's also synchronistic where what one person in the dynamic needs seems to appear in the form of the question or the comment from another person. And so I have that in my practice Nonstop, so I can almost um, forecast for myself, not even being intuitive or psychic or anything, not employing anything like that. You know, not talking to any discarnate beings who can see what's happening and how these things work out. But um, I can almost forecast, you know, what just popped up in my head that I need to think about for myself and either make some, you know, grounded, empowered decisions about, or change something, or get to the bottom of. 
somebody's going to call me in the next few days and want a reading, and they won't tell me, he or she won't tell me what the issue is. But as soon as we get on the phone, I will be hearing about my issue, but in his or her biography, his or her karmic story, his or her body, his or her life, the whole bit, relationships, work, everything. So it's always worked like this. And I used to say, wow, look at that. But now, you know, almost a decade into this process, I don't do that anymore. So I'm actually uh, uh, glad that my partner suggested suggested this topic because I had told her a story about a recent client session that had touched me and activated something in me that was already trying to be activated. So basically, I was looking for some words and access to kind of open my heart to, to deal with an old feeling. And I worked with a client who brought something up that was – just about the same exact thing. So, so that happens all all the time. So that's kind of the that's kind of the arc, the shape of the show. Um, I do still feel like the mayor of Tangent Town, so I'm sure that I'll be diverted here and there, uh, you know, with the old Sagittarian Mercury. Um, and caller questions are welcome. So, um, you know, after the first break or in the second half of the show, feel free to call in if you have a question. Uh, you know, either about you and your chart, because I'm happy to do a, a free reading for you. Or if it's, you, you can also call in and ask questions about astro- astrological things. It doesn't have to be a personal reading where you bear all and have, you know, your, um, you know, psychological innards looked into or something. Uh, so you can ask me a question as though it's a tutoring session. You can even ask that kind of question. How would I approach a certain transit or how would I deal with a certain thing or, you know, whatever it is, you, you're welcome to, uh, to call in with those things too. And if you don't want to call in, but you still have a question, you can go to uh, on Facebook to Evolutionary Astrology and Channeling with Tom Jacobs. That is my work page. And um, that is how, if you want to be connected to me through Facebook, that's how you would do it because uh, um, I'm not really into the personal side of the Facebook right now. So I'm not uh, really getting into accepting a lot of friend requests. So if you want to be connected to me, uh, like uh, that page, Evolutionary Astrology and Channel with Tom Jacobs. And uh, tonight you can actually post a question on there and uh, and I'll be happy to, uh, to check it throughout the show. Uh, as far as um, announcements go, the uh, subscription service about which I am – uh, enthused and jazzed and thrilled uh, is is going to be launched on the 21st, three days from now, on the day of the winter solstice. Uh, I've already completed uh, about half of the video content uh, covering um, uh, the new moon and the solstice and uh, and uh, d- different different things with that. Uh, and uh, there's going to be there's going to be about uh, it's going to be about an hour's worth of, of new material every month. And I think that uh, if you if you, I know that if you subscribe, you're going to understand what is coming up and how to actually work with it in a conscious, grounded way. So and I'm always going to be slipping in, you know, uh, bits about how to look at this from the standpoint of you are an energetic being evolving consciousness. So it's not just even an astrology information service, but there's a quite a lot of things. So you can check out uh, tdjacobs.com forward slash subscription dot html and get all the the details on that. And you can also sign up uh, monthly or annually. You have that option there. And if you do annually, you save one month. You pay for eleven instead of twelve months. So uh, it's about us. It's about us, synergistic healing and synchronistic healing. Uh, I mean, th- as I said, this has been in play uh, in my practice since uh, since I started seeing clients. Um, and I've mentioned on the show before in terms of uh, a number of years of research on the archetype of, of Lilith, uh, as I was studying the true black moon uh, Lilith, um, 
which I do kind of specialize in now, and people are recognizing that you know the the teaching that I'm offering is one of the very few positive uh, uh, approaches to Lilith. Um, that's all in Lilith Healing the Wild. If you're interested in that book, and it's available on you know all online sources as well as tdjacobs.com. Um, but when I said, "Hey, universe," <laughs> I mean I wasn't flip flippant about it, but I said, "Hey, universe, um, I'd like to learn about Lilith. What? How does Lilith look in people's lives?" How does it play out? And uh, people came rushing in, and I would have, you know, maybe seven out of the next eight clients would come in needing to hear the Lilith story, needing to hear how uh, the mythology as cultural instruction differs from the archetype as we live it, which which I was researching at the time. So, uh, so that was one of them where my jaw dropped every time. You know, some person would happen to find my website, give me a call, come over to my house in L.A., sit down on the couch and start talking. And I look at the chart and the whole story is about Lilith. You know, so that was where uh, it was the, the synchronicity was um, was uh, awesome, right? You know, causing awe, creating awe. And um, uh, and then it's gone on to other, other archetypes. Everywhere I put my attention, this happens. So one of the points is that, um, you know, we need each other. And we need to not only bounce ideas off each other, we also need to understand ourselves in terms of the reflections of others. So sometimes it's an indirect thing that we need to do. Um, and, and, and tonight's conversation, a little about this um, Mars and Uranus bit, um, Mars opposing Uranus, Mars is in Libra, and it's the planet of action and doing. It's the planet of uh, beginning and initiating things. It's the planet of wanting and desire. Uh, and it's in the sign of um, let me figure out who I am in terms of how you seem to see me. That's like that's kind of like you know you, I, I don't know if you find these uh, they're all over the web the kind of mantra for the sign you know and Aries is always I am you know, you know so in this context I would say Aries is I am and Libra is this whole convoluted well you seem to see me so I'm trying to figure out who I am in terms of that mirroring and it's very complex and and you know trying to figure it out so Mars self-interested action is functioning through the lens of hey let's play together or let me find out who I am in terms of how you see me how you speak to me how you treat me how you react to me and um and so mars and libra is very obviously about relationship right it's very obviously that it's about us uh but then um one of the functions of mars is self-interested action so you need to do something that you need to do perhaps outside the current uh you know accepted parameters of your relationship it kind of seems like i'm going down a weird road but what i mean i'm going to rephrase that and try to be um more you know more um real about it uh and that's how the thought occurs in my head but but really there may be certain agreements in place in your in your relationships that don't work for you behaving in self-interested ways so sometimes there may be some conflict coming up with mars and libra and you need to um really look at what each person expects and how that conflict is a, a result of somebody feeling slighted or hurt or something like that. So, so that's kind of with that. Uh, Uranus and Aries, Uranus in the sign of I am, Uranus is about creating freedom, but it's stationing. I mean, it's, it's now direct, but it's basically um, not really moving quickly over the next few days. So uh, what happens in that case is there's a tremendous emphasis on Uranus energy because of this. And the need to do something in an Aries way, to free yourself in an instinctive, bold, self-interested way. And Aries is about acting quickly and without thinking. 
sometimes, you know, if you do it well, it's either without thinking or without thinking too much, but it is about instinct. It is about sometimes a gut level knowing. It is about being fully in your body so that you are present. That's the best way to do any planet that's uh, working through the lens of Aries. So you have this need for freedom, but it's standing still. That can cause tension. And then you have an opposing Mars, or Mars is creeping up into the opposition in Libra. And so what one needs to do for the self and how relationships function and how other people are perceived and approached and responded to, all of that can create some some tension right now. So, so more um, – awareness of what's actually happening is needed. And and because of this dynamic, everything in your life, this is this becomes very loud with this opposition. Everything that's happening in your world comes back to you. So Uranus is r- right now ruled by Mars and Mars is is in Libra, but Libra is not about the other person, it's about knowing the self in terms of relationship or how others see us. So it all comes back to you. It's how you see things, how you learn about who you are, how you make certain choices, and how you may, given Libra's tendency to sometimes put off making a self-interested decision because it's so focused on how others may receive something, uh, you may not be doing it. And the Uranus um, standing still, more or less, may be making you crazy. And so as this aspect perfects over the next couple of days, uh, you know, check your tension level. Check what you think is stressing you out and then make a commitment to really get below the surface to see what actually is happening. It all comes back to your expectations, your demands, your, ex- you know, your unspoken things because Mars and Libra may not speak clearly, you know, uh, may sometimes equivocate or be ambivalent when really um, – there's a, a definite passionate position that's that's felt but not expressed. So just keep an eye on that. In terms of healing, other people are needed. So this whole thing will involve stuff that isn't resolved for you in your life, stuff that isn't clear uh, in your world. And so uh, what's going to happen is you're going to find yourself knowing what you need to do for yourself but only in terms of the other person. It will look like it's about relationship. So this other person is, in fact, reflecting to you what you need to see. This person is in your life. This is a, just a basic function of human relationships from the soul's vantage point. Other people are in your life so that you can learn about who you are through giving and taking, you know, receiving and, and offering and sharing, and through knowing yourself through reflection and growing together, having the opportunity to see more about each other. And it's not just you know for that person to teach you about you, but it's also for you to reflect to that person what he or she is up to. So um, there's this you know this whole thing that's um, that's really uh, you know taking taking shape here. It's a uh, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting if you let it be that way. Um, as far as healing goes, I, you know, in the healing work that that I um, facilitate and hold space for. Um, with clients, uh, it has to do with um, healing emotional stuff and changing beliefs that basically, in their persistence, create harm or hurt the person. You know, and all you know, we are energetic beings, and we experience energy as emotion. So therefore, we are emotional beings, and we um, experience um, 
all kinds of things uh, in terms of our hearts, not recognizing that energies can be worked with uh, and uh, changed. So now it's time for the first break. So this is Tom Jacobs, and this is A Soul's Journey, and I will be right back. wired is no accident your soul has divine intentions for this life understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world a soul's journey soundbite from astrologer and channel tom jacobs is a 15 minute mp3 reading on your major life themes tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you your values passions fears and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Looking for answers to help you navigate life? The book Jehudi Speaks offers wisdom channeled from Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth, St. Germain, and Merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times. Jehudi Speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on Earth now. A compilation of four channeled books, Jehudi Speaks explores karmic relationships, our relationships with animals, loss and death of all kinds, why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. I'm an evolutionary astrologer and channel, and tonight I'm talking about uh, synergistic healing and, and uh, Mars and Libra creeping up to oppose Uranus, which is practically sitting still in Aries, and how that kind of works. And what I was talking about is um, energy and emotion. We are energetic beings, and we experience energy as emotion. So uh, the other thing about this is the whole um, uh, Grand Cross that's going to be activated. Uh Right now, as I speak, uh, transiting moon is conjunct retro Jupiter in Cancer. And so this is a nice time to bring it up uh, as long as it you know took the trouble to be there right when the show was on. Um, it's like 16 and 17 Cancer. And um, what what uh, the opportunity with Jupiter being in Cancer for a year – uh, you know, last summer to next summer, uh, is that you get to expand through emotion, but you have to let go of things that don't work. And you have to, uh, you know, Jupiter is not just about bringing you candy and presents and, you know, throwing confetti everywhere and saying, let's party. Jupiter is actually about saying, um, you might hold yourself back from being open to opportunities to, to grow, to expand, to, to have more faith. How can you have more faith in life you know, if you are carrying around these uh, crummy beliefs that don't serve you and damage you? So Jupiter in Cancer says, expand through the heart but lose some of the stuff that doesn't work. Retrograding, it's revisiting stuff. It's revisiting stuff. So, so that's another angle here. Um, and um, also Venus, uh, which rules the Mars and Libra, 
which is kind of, you know, activated here with this Grand Cross coming into form, uh, is going to station uh, on the day of the solstice on the 21st as well. So it will have its own uh, retro period for about six weeks. And, uh, and that, that's, uh, the full story on that, full story on all these things actually is available to, uh, the subscribers of the new service. Uh, so you can, uh, keep that in mind if, um, you know, uh, if you're interested in, in hearing what I would say about all these things, the subscription service is where, is where to get that. Um, so some people think about healing in terms of something being done by one person to another person. I think this, this uh, is informed in part by our model of allopathic medicine where a certain person who has a lot of training and experience and who is um, certified you know, in some way, uh, board certified in this case by a board of some, of some people doing things, uh, <laughs> doing allopathic things, um, but this, this – you know, al- al- allopathy is the the pro- predominant model of Western medicine, by the way. So, so somebody who has an MD after his or her name is an allopath. So that's what I that's what I mean by that. Um, the established uh, traditional uh, Western medicine that's uh, been predominant. So, um, but that tradition, you know, there are these people who know who know certain things, and you go to these people, and they and you know the the knowledge is uh, dispensed out, and then things are you know. They know what to give you to heal something, and it is chemical, it is mechanical, it is all these kinds of things. Um, you know what I'm working with as a model uh, of healing has to do with showing you uh, the truth of what your experience is, showing you how it has been formed by what has come in the past or what is happening, you know, in your inner narrative or your mind, your heart, or any other energy center. Now, so when I talk about healing, I'm talking about um, my job is to hold space for people to step into in order to unravel or release something that doesn't really work for them. My first podcast years ago was called Unraveling Karma, and it was this whole thing about that, uh, unraveling um, what the beliefs are that hold us into these patterns that we don't like. Uh, and so now it's it's extended into this, but, but my work does have a lot to do with unraveling karma, uh, unraveling uh, pain, unraveling perceived limitation. Unraveling um, something that happened and I can't stop thinking about it or it never really left my mind. It stuck because it hurt uh, or it stuck because it was joyful and I can't recreate it and I'm bummed. You know, so it's like all kinds of, all kinds of things about essentially getting present through shifting consciousness and energy. Therefore, emotion in the process. So, um, I do a lot of work with, with healing past life things for people, but essentially I explain to them the soul's perspective of what's happened. And I do energy work to help them shift things. Um, and also I do energy work to clear out bits of debris and chakras. And, and sometimes we have a belief that will leave a bit of debris. And so even if that, if I give that person or the guides or Jehudi or Metatron gives that person um, a an affirmation to change a belief, you actually must uh, also release debris. And so I, I have this, this special process i don't have any like trademark after or anything but uh (laughs) not i'm not that uh marketing savvy or whatever but uh but uh basically a process where i hold space and help that person adjust his or her vibration to mine which is metatrons and jehudis and their guides and the soul and and then then things unravel as they do and um Major shifts happen. It's really, really cool. It's, it's, it's one of the, it's the coolest job I can, I can imagine. I'm trying to think if there are any like inner kids who want to do something else, but it's, it's just a very cool job to have. And I love doing it and being of service uh, in that way. So when I talk about healing, it's about 
you know, I live my life in a way to get my consciousness to a certain place where I can hold a space for you to join in. So it's like I'm kind of on one leading edge of how to understand the, the, the experience of being a human. And then I'm inviting you to, to kind of work with that. And people are wonderfully affected. I have the honor of working with a lot of people uh, all over the world, actually, who, uh, who have wonderful things to say and have, have real noticeable shifts. Uh, but again, as I mentioned earlier, uh, what they're experiencing can often be something that I am working with as well. And so sometimes I am actually challenged to make sure that I'm separating everything. I mean, you know, part of me wouldn't want to say this because it might make me seem like I don't know what I'm doing uh, as a practitioner, but I really do. It's just that these things affect me as well. Now, sometimes they don't. Uh, like a few months ago, you heard a, a client of mine named Maureen, who's a regular listener of the show, and she, she came on and she was nice enough to, to share um, uh, one of her sessions, and we talked about past life healing, and you know, she was nice enough about that, and when she began working with me, I had gotten away from mediumship, and she um, was having a different kind of dead person kind of following her around and trying to get her attention uh, every week for several weeks when we began the coaching. So, you know, that was a theme for me. Oh, right, put your attention back on this. And so somebody who was ready to, to he hear that stuff and needed to, you know, learn more about that came into my practice and has been doing coaching since then. So it's, you know, this, this synergistic thing. I'm helping her, and she's, in, in that case, reminding me of something that I really love but had kind of gotten away from because of other things. So there is a little synchronistic, synergistic uh, stuff together. Um, and uh, this, this client that I worked with uh, the other day, um, he told me about um, a memory that he had that, that surfaced that kind of brought some stress. And when he was doing that, well, he had, he had a couple of different things he wanted to talk about. One was that, and another one was a past life part. He just heard it as an or saw it as an image or heard it as a voice in his head, but he knew it wasn't him. And so they were actually related. This, this past life part needed to speak, and, um, and this past life part was, uh, was a soldier, or in, in his terminology, a warrior. In the past life part, he was a warrior. That's how he referred to himself. And um, he was dealing with some of the effects of uh, what one does when one is a warrior, uh, the, the effects of war and things like that. And so this is something that I've been dealing with as well. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's all synergistic. It's all happening, unfolding together. So, so this client with whom I've spoken, you know, off and on for maybe a couple of years, um, so I kind of know his story, but we don't talk often. And, uh, you know, he was inspired to call me on that day, and I needed to have that, that conversation as well, you know, as well as he did. So it's, it, you know, this is how my practice works. And so, um, it's just, it's just a really interesting, it's just a really interesting, uh, interesting thing. So I'm going to give out the number if you want to uh, call with your questions. Uh, it's 877-230-3062. Question can be on anything. Uh, just keep in mind I don't do predictive stuff or, um, or certain kinds of, I don't do horror-y, you know, uh, I don't, I don't uh, do any kind of stuff like that, but you're welcome to ask any question about soul. And as I said earlier, it can be a question as though, you know, I'm a teacher, you're a student. You can ask me a question about astrology that maybe has been, uh, on your mind or maybe you've read answers to, but you're interested in, in what, um, what I might say about it or my perspective. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, so it was really interesting having this this conversation uh, with this man, and then interfacing with his uh, past life part 
uh, and we were able to create a bridge and you know set things up so that this guy's thoughts and this guy's you know what he needed to say were were heard. Would he wouldn't have to persist in kind of drawing the client's attention you know away from the rest of his life, essentially. And it's very common when you know something needs to be resolved. Essentially, an energy and emotion will rise to the surface, ready for release, ready for resolution. And what we carry from our other lives, you know, connected to our soul, people say past lives, and I think I did a couple times today, uh, but really it's about uh, all from the soul's perspective, all of our lives are happening, all of its lives are happening simultaneously. And so, uh, you know, the soul's other lives. And so what, what is carried in common are emotions and thoughts connected to them. These are, these are connected through the emotional body, the mental body. Um, and so basically your emotional body is in common with all of your lives. It's kind of an interesting thing. I feel like I've gone into that recently uh, on the show uh, with past life healing and understanding karma and all these things. Um, so, um, yeah, so I was actually, to be honest, I was emotionally affected by, you know, what, what, what this client told me. Uh, more, more so, I was affected by what the past life part, what his, what his other life had to say to me. You know, sharing experiences about about uh, uh, being uh, being in war, which is something that that I'm actually still processing. In this life, I have no connection to the, any military kind of outfit in any form, uh, but I have a lot of um, real time memories of having that experience. I'm actually. Um, I'm kind of pausing because I was like, where was I just talking about this? But it was on a uh, on the show that's going to air on January 1st. A student of mine um, comes on and we just – it's a pre-record because the station's closed for the holiday. Um, and we talk about karmic indicators in the chart, specifically aspects to the nodes that indicate stuff we're trying to learn or process. And I do that in terms of – uh, our entertainment choices. And I talk in that show about uh, being drawn to action shows and, in fact, shows that have some violence, but I don't really want to be that way. I don't I don't want that, but it matches something that's happening in my field. And so it's kind of like I'm processing it through entertainment. I It's a theory that, that – it used to be a theory, and now I'm very confident uh, that it's true uh, as I talk to different people. And then she had the same thing with an aspect in her chart. A nodal aspect, and so I invited her to have this conversation, and we talk about different uh, different things like that. But this uh, this other life guy associated with with the client, you know, had something really to say that affected me emotionally, and I actually teared up. I had to stop and say, you know, hold on, this is really affecting me. So just give me a second um, and do a little, you know, grounding and separation uh, from that story. But so that's what I've still been working with, and that was what my partner pointed out before the show when she was helping me out uh, with getting clear on a topic because, you know, um, I have Mars and Uranus together, conjunct together in my chart uh, in the first house in Libra, uh, and they're not being affected by aspect at this point, uh, but Mars will – I'll have a Mars return when Mars is uh, stationing retrograde, so before it goes retrograde uh, in a bit. Um, I guess that's on March First, if I'm correct, um, and um, so I'm very Marsy, very Uranusy, and uh, so they're they're having this weird 
you know, conversation that's building tension. And I was kind of spun out. I was like, even half hour before the show, I, I was like, I don't think I can do this. I don't know how to do the show because I didn't feel like myself. And so, so this is when, uh, when the little, when the page came out and she made some <laughs> notes for me. So I really, really appreciate that. And, um, yeah, so, um, so the synergistic thing that I see from interacting with my client, something that I need to work on. I was already aware of it. Uh, but sometimes, you know, I might not be. Like when, when, uh, that other client I mentioned came in and needed some mediumship work, uh, I had not remembered that I had forgotten that I loved doing mediumship. So, uh, you know, so sometimes I, I'm not aware. And this is one of the things, this thing, um, it's about us and the whole synergy synchronistic thing is that, I said earlier, it all comes down to you. It comes back to you because you are the, you know, the, the, the prevalence of the Mars archetype in this opposition is really important. Um, but what you are generating is draw, you know, what you are vibrating draws to you other people who can participate with you in that frequency. It's not always pleasant. It's not always what you might uh, choose to do or look forward to do, to doing, but whatever you're vibrating, you're drawing others to play with you. So, so the invitation right now with this with this aspect, uh, really before the Grand Cross really gets going, uh, as Mars is creeping up, one of the invitations is to look at this thing about self and other, and to look at what you're responsible for, what you've agreed to be responsible for, what you're willing to do and not do for others, what you may put up with in yourself because of what others seem to be willing to put up with in you. Kind of a weird construction, but think about it. You know, you are you have a certain uh, image in the in the eyes of others. Uranus and Aries opposing the Mars and Libra says, "Well, I have to change the image now." So, how much power do we give the other people who have a perception of us? You know, what what are we willing to let them kind of get away with when they see us? And people don't have this as a as a, a negative motivation. Like no, nobody does this intentionally unless they're like little kids picking on each other you know uh bullying each other and and teasing and things it's not intentional when we do this um but it's that we have had certain experiences so we make a certain model you know an image of the person uh it can be comforting uh because people seem to know you (laughs) but when uranus and aries opposes mars and libra it's not comfortable it stinks and it's going to make you angry, and uh, it's going to get hot into your collar. So, so you know, Uranus and Aries, the need to break free uh, is very, very important. So uh, I'm going to take the second break now, but before we do, I'm going to give you the number again. You're welcome to call in with your questions, uh, 877-230-3062. Stick with me. Um, Tom Jacobs, this is A Soul's Journey, and I'll be right back. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift your and others with insight and understanding by ordering your soul's journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. 
Looking for answers to help you navigate life? The book, Jehudi Speaks, offers wisdom channeled from Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth, St. Germain, and Merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times. Jehudi Speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on Earth now. A compilation of four channeled books, Jehudi Speaks explores karmic relationships, our relationships with animals, loss and death of all kinds, why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to the show. This is uh, Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. Uh, today I'm uh, talking uh, into the void about uh, stuff and junk, and um, I do want to say I do want to say one thing about uh, you know part of my thing with Mars and Libra, uh, which is actually closing in on my Venus Pluto midpoint in Libra, and then Uranus obviously opposing those things. Um, you know I uh, I. I, I think I end up like when nobody calls into the show. I think I take it personally, and this is part of the Libra issue. And, and I'm not supposed to take it personally. I'm supposed to just kind of offer the thing, and then you know, if nobody wants it, nobody wants it, or who knows what uh, circumstances might be up that somebody who might want to call doesn't call in. But I think that my intentions for the—I'm very clear, actually—my intentions for the show um, are not to lecture. You know, my intentions for the show are to create community. And to, you know, do something useful for that community. So, you know, I'm actually paying money for the show and then I offer you free time and nobody calls in. It, it, it kind of, it kind of gets annoying because I'm wondering what reflection am I receiving? So my, uh, Mars and Libra, you know, opposing, um, or the, the Mars-Uranus opposition activating my Pluto-Venus and my ascendant-descendant, um, it makes me just want to say then there are no more calls. Like basically on all future shows, as long as I do the show, I won't give out the number anymore because I feel like an idiot giving the number out when nobody ends up calling in. So I know that most people out there listening are going to say, oh, poor kid. What is his malfunction about this? Can he not just let it go? But it's really about, you know, I'm actually, I know that you're receiving the information when you listen to the show live or when you hear the podcast. Um, I'm just trying to create community. And when I'm um, a lecturer, you know, when I'm just, you know, talking into the void, it's just really disappointing uh, because you have the opportunity to, you know, to get insight uh, into just about anything that I do and, and work with. So, so I mean, it's very possible that, that, that in order for me to stop having to give out the number when nobody calls in over and over again, that I just won't give you the, you know, give the opportunity anymore. And it'll just be about lecturing and I'll have guests on occasionally. I mean, I think that if I continue to do the show, I think that's how I'm going to have to make it work for me. So, um, you know, so today might actually be your last opportunity to, to even call in, uh, is, is what that's about. Um, which kind of makes me want to say that the Mars Uranus thing right now, all the stuff about you need the other to show you something. Sometimes you might not know what exactly you're being shown. So you have to be patient. And so I'm, I'm really working on that uh, and working on, you know, not feeling anything about it. But, but I, you know, I am, you know, basically my partner before the show said um, she didn't want to say it this way. So she didn't. But then she said, well, I don't want to say suck it up, but just kind of, you know, she kind of trailed off. And, and I get that. 
you know, I get that. I can see from the outside what it looks like that, uh, you know, because I actually, when I listen to CTR shows and people give out the number to call, people call in. So it makes me feel like, well, what's wrong with me? You know, like what's going on here? And, um, and she's listened to a lot of those shows too. And she said she's actually heard that happen. And, and she's probably didn't say, and they don't care. <laughs> you know, like they don't take it personally. It's not a big deal. Uh, so anyway, uh, this brings up another point, which is you have to make decisions. Like Mars is about making decisions. And Libra might want to, might want to vacillate somewhat. You know, might want to avoid making a firm decision. And, you know, honestly, people with a strong, uh, Libra signature are sometimes, um, famous or infamous for being indecisive. And so, so, so Mars working through Libra, what is the right decision to make on behalf of yourself and in terms of your relationships with others? Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting question. Uh, and then Uranus and Aries, also needs to make firm decisions. So um, if you let it be a knee-jerk reaction, and this is a Mars and an Aries issue, you may say things you regret. You may go quickly to anger and then realize later that you wished you hadn't because this you know, pressure can build. And Mars energy can have a person uh, boiling a little bit in different ways. And also the, the, the conversation between these two leads to impatience and not being that grounded. You know, Uranus rules electricity, sudden change. Um, it rules innovation, but it also rules um, uh, sudden things happening. And these two together, if you're not conscious about your energy – uh, you may actually uh, find yourself feeling a little accident prone or having a couple of things, you know, um, a couple of things go on there. So, um, yeah, so actually Katie just uh, commented, she listens at work and otherwise would call in. And actually when I had asked for questions a few months ago on here, uh, she had provided the bulk of those questions. So thanks, Katie, for the comment. Uh, thanks for letting me know I'm not uh, – <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not alone. It's really a hard thing to have, uh, you know, half your chart in Libra. It's really really hard. So I actually was dreading, and I mean that's not that's not state overstating it. I was when I was doing my little homework on looking at transits and ingresses and retrogrades and all this stuff over the last couple of months. Uh, I saw that Mars was going to be in Libra for you know what is going to seem to me. Like 19 eternities plus two forevers. <laughs> it's like, you know, uh, my Pluto and Venus ascendant palace and then, uh, Uranus and Mars all in Libra, 12th in the first house. And, um, those things are all opposing Chiron and the descendant, you know, in the seventh. So it's like this whole conversation about Libra and stuff and, um, and, uh, responding to others and being responded to. This whole conversation is very important to me. And I, and I do kind of, uh, uh learn about it over time with some of those things actually square the nodes. Which indicates, you know, the need to learn to make new choices and to um, not rely on knee-jerk reactions. Which, in this case, for me, would just be getting pissed off and just kind of saying, "Well, you know what? All you people can, uh, you know, go to expletiving place or whatever." And I'm not doing that. I'm just kind of, you know, trying. I'm trying to be open, um, but it's really hard with a bunch of Libra stuff to feel that you're not heard or to know that you're heard but unable to get a response. It's really, it's really challenging. And I actually do what I can not to talk about these things on the show, but it keeps happening. 
It keeps happening. And because all of this was on my mind, this is why when I was talking to, to Jilly before the show, I was like, I don't know how I could do the show because I was just preoccupied with my own, my own stuff and junk, you know, the own silliness that's going on in my own head. Um, um, yeah, so, um, it's going to be Mars is there until I believe the end of July. Is it July 25th or 6th? And uh, so that means that you know anybody who has a lot of Libra placements or actually cardinal placements will be really activated. Uh, some of them, if they're around the middle of the sign, with this with the the grand cross happening. But I happen to span from uh, three Libra with Pluto there to 25 Libra with Mars there, and so everything's kind of evenly spaced out more or less uh, between there, and. Um, so this whole entire time for me is is going to be about learning more about this stuff. I'll be honest with you. Even talking about it now, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed that uh, I have this vulnerability. But there it is. And so you know, in terms of the conversation about healing, you know, there's something for me to shift perspective on and to release. And um, you know, I talk, I, sometimes when I've talked about this with um, with other people, whether they are uh, trained people or just people who care about me and friends in my life, uh, you know, like professionally trained people, um, you know, we're, we're very, um, we're very good at relating these things to childhood. And so people will ask me about my relationship with my parents or one particular parent. And, um, and that, that works to some degree, but like it's, we are complex multidimensional beings sharing, you know, etheric bodies, sharing non-corporeal bodies across time. So it's about this life, but it's about multiple lives. And when I when I do um, this work on people, this kind of, you know, it's time traveling work. It's it's time traveling work. And um, when I do this with people, uh, I end up looking for the thing that stands out the loudest. And it could be from this life. It could be from a different life. Uh, it, it, and I don't know before a part starts speaking or before a certain, uh, like, like a, a part of the self, you know, a subpersonality or a past life persona or something. Um, I don't know what it's going to be before it happens. Um, but with a little training, I've learned to, that's a, quite a lot of training and experience. I have learned to discern if it's something from this life or if it's something from another life. Um, and sometimes I will ask, you know, can, can we get a representative of this theme to come forward, the person who needs to speak the loudest, because uh, it might represent a couple or a few dozen different lives or different childhood parts who are dealing with the same thing. That's actually very common. Or in one of these sessions where I'm doing this energy work and, and doing this across time work and shifting perspective and, you know, building the bridge, but releasing the connection, all this stuff, uh, to get the person the client back in his or her right frame of mind so that he or she can run, you know, his or her life in the right way. Um, sometimes I'm speaking to one particular other life part and that, that, that part is kind of relaying or allowing like dozens of others to hear. So sometimes it's like telling a person, like having a conversation with one person who represents, you know, 40 people. And it's kind of like, a, it's almost like a negotiation uh, situation where, you know, uh, we're, we're both working on behalf of this big group of people. And then things will uh, shift uh, in different ways at different times for these different parts. And that's really, that's really an amazing thing. I'm not sure if I can describe that with, um, can I describe? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's just like if you had 10 people in a room and they, they received the same information that could affect them but they warm up to it in different ways at different times. 
And, uh, and so in terms of one person's life, how this can look is, um, maybe, maybe there's an issue with, uh, feeling supported by the universe, you know, whatever. Maybe that comes out as money or relationships and love or employment or, you know, something that's out of balance, but maybe it's about, am I really supported here? And so that could be present on a bunch of fronts in that person's life, like say six different fronts, you know, relationship, family, money, job, whatever. And, um, you know, community connection, whatever it is. And maybe two of them start to change after this work happens. But maybe the family thing is a little slower. Or maybe the family thing's immediate, but the work thing is slower. And so that's what I mean. So so you end up um needing to clear things on a bunch of levels over time. And I do coaching work with people. I call it coaching. Um some people, even though even as they coach, they call it mentoring. It's kind of a, it's kind of mentoring. It's it's a training over time to you view this life as one of many, but to be in charge of your energy field and to evolve consciousness, to get in your body and heal all the things that are stuck there. And um, you know it functions differently for different people, but it's um, it's really it's really uh, uh, about the the long term uh, the long term process. I'm thinking about one other client who I know is going to uh, to hear this. I know she's an, she's a, a regular listener, and um, and she is is working a lot with. Uh, she has um, her Mar- her own Mars square her nodes as I do, though hers is in Scorpio in her fourth house, and um, and so it's a lot of stuff from deep under the surface. She is learning how to unearth, and so you know some of her Mars experiences with it square the nodes echo some of mine. Though the context is different, there's a vibration there that's the same. So, you know, so I know that she has drawn me because I've been working on these things and I have, you know, attracted her as a client. Uh, so because she's ready to advance her, you know, the way that she thinks about and experiences uh, this particular aspect in her life and, and, uh, and, you know, really getting to the, getting under the surface to the, to the uh, bottoms, the, you know, the bottom of things. So it's all synergistic. It's all synchronistic. And I actually hear from people all the time uh, the funny stories – well, not funny, but uh, the, the uh, synchronistic stories where people say, wow, you know, how I found you. Some people don't know. Some people have found me through a web search for something that has nothing to do with me or anything that I do or write, and somehow they got there. Uh, and other people um, you know, are very actively looking for particular archetypes, Lilith, Lucifer, Chiron, you know, uh, uh, a very advanced understanding of Pluto and the nodes and that kind of thing, you know, to get into evolutionary work. And um, I still marvel actually at this this fact and I and I check it every once a, every now and again. Just to see if it holds true, and it does, and it's really, really amazing. I put up the Lilith pages on my site because I know people really want to get to know Lilith. Uh, so you can go uh, tdjacobs.com forward slash Lilith, L-I-L-I-T-H dot HTML, and it links to an article called Notes on Lilith, which is kind of the the – thought predecessor in very brief format to the whole Lilith Healing the Wild book and the the Lilith uh, Niddle report uh, that I offer. Um, and um, it's and so these, these pages have Lilith in the houses, Lilith in the signs, some aspects and Lilith in relationships, some different things, uh, as well as this this article. And I would say, you know, almost regardless of how much web traffic I have in a day or a week or a month or, you know, in months over the course of many months, 30 to 32% of people get to my site through Lilith in the houses, meaning people are saying, doing a web search on Lilith in the first house, 
That's how, or, or will within the tenth house, whatever it is. That's how they're finding my site. Like thirty, over thirty percent of people, and I can do that since June when I started using the particular um, uh, metric or, or uh, stat service that I use. Uh, June to now, or the last two days, or just today, it's all thirty to thirty-two percent. It's 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 really crazy. So I'm I'm thinking about all these people all over the and they're all over the world. So I'm thinking about these people all over the place. You know, sitting in their pajamas at 3 a.m., being like, you know what? I meant to look up what it means to have Lilith in the second house and start to do these. I just imagine these people in far corners of the globe, um, you know, doing these searches to, to because people are so hungry for uh, Lilith uh, information. And by the way, uh, one of the announcements for for closing the show in a few minutes would have been, but I'm going to do it now, uh, is the Lilith intensive is going to be uh, six weeks starting uh, mid-January, starting January 19th. And it's uh, six weeks for six students, and it's looking at your Lilith, because people really want to know Lilith. People want to know about the feminine. People want to. People basically are looking for external validation because they are giving themselves permission. Like they're looking for echoes in the outside world because they're giving themselves permission to, you know, alter their relationship with the feminine to readjust the balance within them and the and in their lives of the the relationship between masculine and feminine coming out of gender stereotypes gender uh power differentials you know uh, uh financial uh, dif- differentials and you know wage disparity and and all these kinds of different things um and and this old-timey historical model of a woman being the person owned by a man and man listening to some cleric somewhere um that whole model you know we don't live that way really most people listening to CTR and listening to the soul's journey don't live that way, but this is deeply ingrained in the culture. So people uh, use Lilith to come out of that, but most Lilith uh, information readily available is patently negative and very depressing and often very frightening. You know, she's the mother of all demons, etc. So anyway, the True Black Moon Lilith Intensive that starts on January 19th, uh, it's an hour and a half for six Sundays. And um, it's... Maybe it's Saturday, so you have to check whatever the 19th is, tdjacobs.com forward slash time, and go to January and look it up. And um, and it's a conference call and for a small group. You'll learn about your Lilith in a, in a counseling reading format, and then you'll have a chance to ask questions about other people's Liliths as well. So it's like um, uh, like a session for half of it, and then half of it's Q&A. So each of the six people get a chance to explore Lilith from all these different angles and to understand how it plays out in charts as well as in their own personal lives. Mostly the true black moon, but I'll also include uh, some on the asteroid Lilith because I use that in my practice. And the other ones I don't use. The The dark moon is imaginary. Don't use it. And the mean average position is like asking a Barbie doll or a blow-up doll what a woman is like, so don't use that either. Um so with just a, a few seconds left, I'll um, remind you of this new subscription service that is going really in-depth in all kinds of astrological happenings. Uh, every month released uh, when the sun enters a new sign, it gets launched on December 21st, and you can get more info uh, at tdjacobs.com forward slash subscription.html. I'm looking forward to providing uh, all this uh, all this wonderful content and giving you all the perks that go with membership that you can read about. Thanks a lot for joining me. And um, have a great week, and I'll be back uh, next week. You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. 
For more information, tune in every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com. 